Welcome to People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is Dury Chatayat, the CTO of Safeguard Global. You'd probably expect the CTO would be thinking a lot about AI today, and Dury is a lot. So we're going to talk about how companies keep up with the speed of change, hiring for AI, which isn't easy, and designing HR strategies to use AI. All of it on this edition of People Tech. Hey, Dory, good to see you. So we're early on in the era of, let's call it, generalized AI use, where AI seems to be moving into all of these different areas of of business technology and specifically HR technology. What's your view of the state of AI and HR right now? Well, the reality is it's been in our lives for a long time, but it's been less obvious to everybody. So it's been what's powering our email filters. It's been helping us with our keyword searches. It's been helping us find jobs. It's been helping us find candidates. It's been helping filter. I mean, for a long time, I've been saying to folks, don't write your resume for the hiring manager, write it for the, 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 the bot that is filtering, right? But those things have been kind of behind, behind the scenes. What's happened now is AI has had a moment where it's caught the imagination of the entire public. People are now realizing that it's accessible to build and to use for your own purposes in every function. So you don't have to be Google to use AI. You can be, you know, anybody, any company. The accessibility of AI and particularly generative AI and NLP, which is, which is what ChatGPT is based on, is um, taking the whole industry, the whole world really by storm. It's, it's, it's lit a fire. And the amount of innovation that it sparked is meaning that it's only ramping up. This is just the beginning. You know, you, you just mentioned that we've had AI around for a long time. It's just been in the background. But now that it's coming up to the surface, is that in and of itself having any kind of impact on the way, you know, executives, businesses, and even users feel about it, how they might use it? Yes. People, uh, executives, whether you're an executive or a um, copywriter or you're um, a bus driver, like it, any, any job you're doing today is going to be disrupted in the next one, two, three years because of new applications of AI. It, just to give you an example of the pace of change, we wrote a product called ChatSG which was Safeguard's generative AI application. And it, we rewrote it three times before launching it. And since we've launched it, we've now found 
new technology coming out around the space that would have allowed us to do a few of the things that we did easier, faster, cheaper, mm -hmm. right? So the speed of change is radical. It's affecting um, software engineers. It's affecting how we're writing copy. It's affecting how we're creating um, images. And that's just my profession. Um, our HR experts are also using AI like ChatSG to perform their jobs differently. Our finance folk are doing the same and, and on and on and on. So every, every job is getting disrupted. Now, one of the things that um, uh, people that have uh, a responsibility of creating the environments as the conditions of success for their organizations like executives, they, they don't just need to know that they need to make an investment. They need to know how the technology works so that they can create the right strategy. I think what this is doing is, is meaning that executives need to become a little bit more conversant about the technology itself. It, it also means that there's um, a barrier to entry for some executives as well, that people are learning that um, they need to get educated uh, because, because there is a, is a bit of a, a curve there. Could you tell me a little bit more about Chat SG? I mean, you, you launched it fairly recently, and you know, I wondered. Could you tell me a little bit more about what it does and what's the reaction been? So Chat SG is based upon um, Chat GPT's natural language processing capability. What that means is that it can understand text. It can understand not just the words in the text, but the but the content, um, what you're trying to get at. We wired it up with our knowledge base, which gives us 15 years of expertise based on the 170 countries that we support. And it's constantly being upgraded and maintained by those HR experts that are based in country around the world. And what that means is that it's not just understanding your questions, it's pairing it with real world knowledge that, it, that you can trust. So it's not just, the, it's not just Google, it's not just the internet um, that's been brought back into the system. It is, it, is the, uh, it, it is the advice of HR and payroll experts around the world. Um, the reaction to that has been great, both by our local payroll experts. Um, and so our, our own internal experts are using this and also our clients. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show.
um, I, I heard that you said once, and other people have said that now's the time to hire workers who are skilled in AI. And I'm wondering, given the state of AI's evolution, do the people with the right skills that are needed today really exist? So the people that uh, we're going to need in this new world are people that are conversant with the emerging AI stack. And the reality is that that stack has only existed for a very short period of time and it's continuing to change. So the, an so the answer to your question is no, they don't exist, but they're emerging. The people that you need are people that are curious. They are problem solvers. They are excited about technology and conversant in it. They're, it's not software engineering. It's not data science. It's somewhere in between combined with the business knowledge to be able to apply it, to glue things together. Um, now there's varying levels of experience that you need, that you, that you could use in this. Um, for instance, if you're building true software applications using the AI stack, you probably need some people that are very, very technical. People that are former software engineers now becoming AI experts or somewhere in more of the data engineering and uh, data science side moving into that space or so somewhere on either end. But also I think that emerging field of um, the AI specialist, the AI stack applies to every other role as well. Um, if you're a copywriter today, you think you're gonna be doing your job the same way tomorrow? No way. But you if you can combine your knowledge and skills with the new tools and techniques, you can, com you can, you can still compete in the emerging um, marketplace. And that's, and that's basically what you need to look for is those people that are willing and able to jump in and, um, and tackle it. I believe that it's gonna be the number one role in demand in the, over the next few years. Um, and finding that kind of talent is, is, is gonna be difficult. Um, because you're going to have everybody else looking for it, and it's still emerging. Yeah, I kind of wonder about the the business organizations and and how they're approaching AI. Um, do, do you think companies should like jump into it right now and in integrating AI into their workflows or or even their products or services, or are we still at a point where people should keep an eye on things um, and make more of a strategic decision? I know that a lot of people are, have been jumping in lately, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's the smart thing to do in all cases. Whether or not um, you should think about what you're building today as um, uh, like kind of a, a steady and, and um, a strong foundation for what you will need three years from now. The, an the answer to that is pro probably not. Um, the example of Chad SG, We've rebuilt it three times before even releasing it. It, it just gives you a, an idea of how fast the technology is moving. And if we were to design, if we were to be investing with the idea that whatever software that we build is bulletproof for the future, probably wrong. It's a bad investment. However, um, you should still be investing, but just with a different mindset. You should be investing in the ecosystem to change and you should be investing in your people, understanding, getting used to your whole system 
um, kind of getting used to operating in new ways. Um, I, I recently remarked that strategists were used to asking us in the past, do you want to be a company that's more like the fox or the hedgehog? The mm -hmm. fox knows many things, but the hedgehog knows one big thing. And I think actually that's the wrong metaphor. Maybe it's a good one for the past, but for the future, it's less about what you know and it's more about what you can learn. An organization that is constantly learning and being able to integrate new tools will be the organization that wins. So in other words, don't be the fox, don't be the hedgehog, be more human. It, you know, it, it makes me think about um, for the companies that aren't quite ready to really use AI um, in, a, in a specific product way or something like that, whether there's value to going through the process of implementing some AI applications just so they know their way around um, as business evolves and the time comes where they do need it. Do you have thoughts about that? Absolutely. Yeah, it goes back to my previous point about learning. Um, your investments in small experiments to get started with AI. And that's one of the, the best things about the new technology is that it's very easy to get started. It'd be really hard to build your own foundation model, but um, not everybody needs to build their own foundation model. Very few do. Uh, instead, what you're doing is you're gluing together different products and services with your business knowledge, your business processes. And by doing that, you get to understand the new capabilities, you integrate it with your thinking, and then evolve get into a good pattern of trying things, trying things, you know, replacing them. Um, and and we'll, we'll see that the organization of the future will be um, the kinds of people, it will be made up of the kinds of people that you can, that can do that, that can evolve that way. And so, yeah, becoming, becoming routinized in that way, building an organization, designing an HR strategy that, that curates for problem solving, for creativity, for innovation, um, for, for trial and error, for risk taking, like that's essential. And so using like small experiments as ways to, to start to build that habit is a good, is a good idea for any company. You know, a, a question just occurred to me um, about chat SG. Were you thinking about capabilities like the ones it offers before the current AI rush, or was it the AI rush that sort of inspired you to, to do this? Well, actually, um, in our last, so when we spoke last year, one of the things I said to you, I think I said two, two things that were related to this. First, I said, a company like ours, really, any, any company really focusing on HR really needs to be thinking about data because data is your, your special sauce that you bring to the table things things that you know about your customers things that you know about your own employees and how and how you do your business that that is what you can put into these foundation models to make them fine-tuned for your use case um and 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 supercharge ai so that's 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 one um key thing that we were already thinking about, liberating that data, making it available, 
um, we had applied a process um, called uh, data mesh, which is basically finding ways to make data more sensible, more productized and available throughout the, the ecosystem. Um, and then another thing that we thought that was um, very fundamental to uh, our AI strategy was investing in innovation and product-led um, uh, strategies. So these are things uh, that helped us have the people available to be able to capture this opportunity when it came available. Jerry, thanks so much. It's always great to talk with you. I hope you'll come back again. But it's, it's really interesting talking to you and I thank you. All right, thanks a lot, Mark. Have a good one. My guest today has been Dury Chatayat, the CTO of Safeguard Global. And this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcast.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter Podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more.